Hey, what's up everyone? It's Chris Wilson, Certified Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner. I'm also enrolled in Functional Medicine University's program as well. And um, I'm sitting outside, so you might hear some rain hitting the top of the roof. Um, it sounded nice and relaxing, so I wanted to come out here to hear the pleasing sounds of the rain. It is February 3rd, and this segment's going to be brought to you on a little bit of an autoimmune condition, otherwise known as Hashimoto's. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this one because there's so many things that can just go wrong <laughs> whenever it comes to hypothyroidism or, you know, general autoimmune conditions in the first place and this one being a big one because uh, there's many contributors to the thyroid gland uh, being nutri nutritional deficiency um, if you look at Dr. Alessio Fasano's work um, he actually has three triggers for an autoimmune condition to rise or manifest and that's uh, genetics leaky gut and environment or environmental lifestyle or environmental factors and those are three drivers to autoimmune conditions you can also think of it as a three-legged stool one leg of the stool being your uh, dna another leg being your microbiome that is your leaky a leaky gut or having a leaky gut and then uh, stressors on the third leg and then all it takes is the perfect storm for those three to work synergistically to create or manifest an autoimmune disease. My wife, we never got a formal diagnosis because I never cared to. I didn't care to get the runaround from all the conventional doctors. And I don't, have, I don't have anything against them. I just know that they don't, most of them aren't trained um, to look far upstream to find root causes. And in this episode, I wanted to just talk briefly about nutrition and gut absorption for thyroid hormone. More specifically, a bacteria known as lipopolysaccharides. Now, these are endotoxins, meaning they're created inside through unwanted gut bacteria. So a lipopolysaccharide is essentially a molecule that resides on the outer surface and is produced by these unwanted bacteria. So if you think about your gut, it's naturally, it naturally has, I'm trying to think, because uh, I want to explain, explain it to you as a garden. Uh, you know, a garden has uh, your vegetables or whatever it is you're growing, and it's going to have weeds that come up through it. And you, you don't want your garden to be overrun by weeds. And you have to kind of go through there and sort through and pick them out and... Um, with your gut, you don't want it to be overran by these unwanted guests known as weeds or bad bacteria. There's a natural balance that should occur. My wife was born a cesarean section, and when that happens, a child is not exposed to the bacteria coming out of the womb, um, the vaginal mucosal membrane there that's loaded with the mom's bacteria and just coats the baby in. Um, the baby doesn't get to have that. So it gets removed out of the womb through the stomach. And oftentimes 
there, there's a number of different bacteria that it can come in contact with. And, you know, nowadays, uh, modern day here, they're not all of them, but a lot of people are taking like some type of swab, swabbing the vagina and then swabbing the baby's mouth, nasal passage, you know, eyes, ears, uh, to get the bacteria to come in contact with the baby so it can have some sort of healthy microbiome. Um, so if you can avoid C-section, definitely do so by all means. Um, or at least tell the gynecologist or the uh, on-staff physician to, you know, do a vaginal swab and to swab your your baby, your newborn, so it can have some of that bacteria. Because uh, in my wife's case, born C-section, um, immediately, you know, through her very young years, I'm talking about one, two, three rounds of antibiotics were administered to her um, because of strep throat. And so it makes me think streptococcus was one of the first bacteria that she came in contact with and it began to overwhelm her immune system and then ear infections. <clears throat> and so having a disorganized or disorderly gut uh, that we call dysbiosis um, really creates nutritional deficiencies and malabsorption. And that's bad for thyroid hormone. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why. 25% of thyroid hormone conversion can actually take place in the gut. Uh, most of it takes place in the liver. So going back to my wife, uh, she you know, had the, the commonality of your hypothyroid case manifesting these you know, clinical uh, conventional symptoms, the classic is what I'm trying to say, uh, cold intolerance, constipation, thinning hair, um, really chronic fatigue, and um, just bad amounts of brain fog. And it really wasn't until running a GI map, which is a very comprehensive stool test that gives us an in-depth look at the bacteria and their population. And it also lets us know if there's any type of parasites, um, uh, infections, pathogens, you know, things like cryptosporidium, blastocystis hominis, giardia, H. pylori. It, residing in that gut too, because these are all going to contribute uh, to her malabsorption, maldigestion, maldigestion, and malnutrition, because you're basically feeding these other unwanted guests in the gut. And so, what that's doing is they're robbing your nutrients. You're not able to break down and absorb your protein, amino acids, which are the basic building blocks for everything in our body, especially neurotransmitters. Uh, serotonin, norepinephrine, dopamine, uh, these things, norepinephrine is catecholamine, but uh, these other things like this that play a role on signaling the hypothalamus. And this hypothalamus pituitary, and uh, whether it's a thyroid axis, adrenal axis, gonadal axis, you know, there's many factors that can really create problems here in the signaling pathways because in your endocrine system, it's heavily regulated by the control tower, which is the hypothalamus, and then the secondary control tower, which is the pituitary. And we can have a lot of things that really go wrong because there's many influences that play on both the hypothalamus and the pituitary. So these autoimmune conditions, you know, leaky gut is a huge trigger. So is environmental factors, and so are genetics. They all three 
Uh, this is what I call the triad of health. Um, and I learned this from Dr. Alicia Fasano, and there's many other doctors who employ the same type of uh, thinking here in terms of uh, autoimmune-driven conditions in a person's health. You know, your genes are really what loads the gun, and it's the environment, the role of epigenetics, what's above the gene or outside the gene that will tell it how to express itself, whether in a negative or positive way. It's the environment that pulls the trigger on those genes, as I just said, to express themselves in a bad way or a good way. And so if we think about the hypothalamus, it receives signals via this negative feedback loop from the body uh, that metabolism needs to either increase or decrease. And what this will do is it'll modulate the amount of thyroid-releasing hormone that is sent to the pituitary. So the pituitary, in response to the hypothalamus, will then send thyroid-stimulating hormone to the thyroid gland. This hormone, TSH, or thyroid-stimulating hormone, then will stimulate the thyroid gland to produce T4, uh, predominantly T4, but a little bit of T3, but it's predominantly T4, the inactive form of thyroid hormone. And T3 and T4 are, you know, they're, they're going to be used uh, from the thyroid and, and you know, approximately uh, how much is it released? About 90% T4 and then 10% of the active form of T3 is what's released. So we have this kind of uh, signaling loop where the hypothalamus again uh, releases the thyrotropin releasing hormone to stimulate the pituitary to release thyroid stimulating hormone to signal the thyroid to produce T4. It gets converted into T3. T3 goes back and signals in this feedback loop system to the hypothalamus to let it know, hey, look, okay, we're good. And so the thyroid hormone uh, might increase when the body temperature goes up or vice versa when it goes down. You know, reverse T3 is kind of what puts the brakes on the metabolism. And so your conventional docs will often use lab testing really only looking at TSH or the thyroid stimulating hormone. And people get uh, to the doctor, they have the lab work done and the doctor tells the patient, hey, look, you know, everything looks normal. And maybe it's all in your head or whatnot. And the patient really feels left hopeless or leaving hopeless because they know deep down inside that they are not feeling normal. They are the ones living daily in their shoes. And you know, the having a supportive spouse is uh, the utmost importance because I can remember about four to five years ago, even maybe three years ago, me not fully understanding the uh, situation of my wife's health challenges. I wasn't always the best or most supportive husband. And I feel really bad because now after realizing an underlying health condition or an underlying condition driving a certain problem to manifest, such as Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, um, relationships are being crushed. They're being, you know, kind of upended, uh, dispar disparaged because one spouse doesn't understand the other's condition, and it's oftentimes the husband. And people come up with these weird ideas where it's like they fall out of love with their spouse 
because there's really a lot of emotional baggage that comes with these autoimmune conditions and many people just don't realize it and it's a shame um especially for the wife you know let me just give you a scenario husband's at work all day you know we're we're testosterone driven um we love having intimate relationships with our wife and oftentimes we create this perfect scenario or this kind of fanatical dilemma in our mind that we want to manifest into a uh, reality that we have become a one-track mind and we completely neglect the feelings of our spouse, of our wife. Forget about the work that she's doing at home, whether homeschooling the children, cleaning and doing laundry and doing all these other things amidst battling her own chronic health condition, where in the case of Hashimoto's, you really feel like life is already a challenge. It's so much of an effort to even crawl out of bed to take on the day, yet you know you have to be there as a parent, as a mom, to attend to your your children and to serve them and then to try to be the best spouse or the best wife for your husband too. And when you can't live up to that because of some underlying condition, really can create tension if you don't have a supporting husband who understands the situation. And I felt guilty of this because I've fell into this trap and it was due to ignorance and uneducation. Really researching that my wife's condition was driven through gut dysbiosis and infections and heavy metals and mold and not being sensitive and understanding to her feelings because I was too selfish and only wanted something that I wanted for my own pleasure. And I, I see this in husbands and wives that the husband isn't really supportive of their spouse and relationships are getting crushed. They're getting ripped apart. And it's all a misunderstanding and a miscommunication because the husband begins to feel like his wife doesn't love him no more because her sex drive is just completely tanked because her hormones are so imbalanced and yet she's, you know, early to mid-30s. And she's got the hormones of a postmenopausal woman. And a lot of times, conventional medicine or conventional doctors, they're missing all this because they don't know the proper strategies to test. When I look into a person, for instance, my wife, you know, I look at hormonal balance, immune system balance, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and the nervous systems. And being able to have this data to understand where these hidden stressors are coming in, affecting her bodily systems, we can then begin to look and see healing opportunities to rebuild or restore her body's ability back to function or functioning. See, it's all dysfunction. 
And that's where the mainstream medicine misses, you know? And autoimmune conditions affect 27 million people, 27 million Americans. Cancer only affects 13 million Americans. And the sad part is autoimmune conditions would be the number one disease, the, the number one killer. But because they're classified in over 90 different disorders and they're not lumped into one group like cancer and heart disease are, autoimmune is kind of put on the back burner. And it goes way misdiagnosed. That's like an understatement. And this emotional baggage that I talked about, <laughs> you know, the, the thyroid hormone has a place in every single cell of the body. What I mean is, we humans have 70 trillion cells. And on every single cell, there's a receptor site that acts like a catcher's mitt, ready to catch thyroid hormone. Thyroid hormone and vitamin D are the only two hormones. And yes, vitamin D is a hormone. It's not necessarily a vitamin. It's actually a hormone. These two hormones are the only two that have catcher's mitts on every single cell of the body. So you can see that how thyroid regulates metabolism, energy production, the ability to maintain a healthy weight, produce enough energy to regulate body temperature so you can tolerate cold, not leaving you feeling drained or cloudy thinking and brain fog. I mean, can you imagine depression coming along with this because of a malfunction of a hormone Maybe because a receptor site is clogged up because of a toxin, a heavy metal, or there's reverse T3 that's sitting in the receptor site. Remember, reverse T3 puts the brakes on your metabolism. It's the opposite of what T3 will do. And it's tough. And I want to transition a little bit into what is worth spending your time on. One in six people are taken from coronary artery disease, cardiovascular disease, heart disease in general. One in six. It's the number one killer here in America, in the United States. And I'm not trying to say that your time should be worse spent on figuring out your health, but your health should be a priority because it's, it's within us to be joyful and happy and loving and compassionate and merciful. It's why I went to functional diagnostic nutrition. It's why I went to functional medicine university to really learn the mechanisms of how to heal people from chronic ailments or rather teach people how to heal themselves just by giving them the right tools and equipping them with the right knowledge and aspects of a holistic journey. You know, competition with doctors, it's not about triumphing over them because I know something they don't. It's, it's rather working in tandem with the person's doctor to help them help the person. The, the, the person that me and the doctor should have at our best interest is their patient, that person. The, whatever you want to call the person, I don't like using the term client or patient because they're, we're people. You're not a label, you're not a disease, you're not 
a client, you're not a program, you're not a protocol, you're a living human being that deserves to be treated like a human being. And it's oftentimes very discouraging when people can't get the help they need. And it's all a balancing act for our body, providing it the right nutrition, the right amount of exercise and the right type and the right amount of sleep. Reducing stress, something that's very hard to do in this go, go, go and rushing 21st century of I got to have everything now, this moment, we got to go. But you know, competition to compete means excellence. Quite literally, it means to strive together, you know, two key factors, having a deep and rich support and relentless challenge to improve not only yourself, but those around you for the greater benefit of this world, for the advancement of Yah's kingdom. So we can be around to crawl around on the, on the floor with our grandchildren and to be able to get back up. But autoimmune conditions are hindering people from being able to do the things that they love. I got to go hiking yesterday. Despite it being February 2nd, 80 degrees outside, felt amazing. But I got to go hiking with my boys and my wife. Something that used to be such a tremendous challenge for my wife to be able to go do, at least at a level that she could enjoy it because she couldn't muster up the energy to go enjoy to do the things that we love to do outdoors and in nature. Spending time with our family, getting fresh air and looking at the beautiful scenery and the birds and the animals and walking by a pretty lake with the reflection of a sunset gleaming off the water seeing the beautiful color pastel colored sky of arrays of pink and blue and fuchsia and purple light up the sky. A lot of that was really put on pause because severe chronic fatigue and pain were hindering my wife's ability to enjoy life. And I know there's many more people out there that experience this. You know, our, our potential is one thing. What we do with our potential is quite another. And I'm here to create a culture in which we live and with which we can identify with true values on building health with nutrition and teaching people how not to need medicine. I understand that Pharmaceutical drugs can be a life-saving device if need be, or maybe even temporarily if we have to. But with all due respect to the medical community of the conventional world, I really do believe that we should be addressing mental, emotional stress, the proper right diet, looking for food sensitivities to make sure that we're not throwing more gasoline on the fire creating low-grade chronic inflammation, driving autoimmune disease even more, looking at getting adequate rest, balancing blood sugar. It's one of the first things I do when working with people is balancing someone's blood sugar. Having an imbalanced blood glucose or blood sugar is going to cause cortisol 
to be out of its rhythm, out of its pattern, and it's going to drive down DHEA, which is a, a hormone that builds up. It's counter-regulatory to cortisol, and cortisol is going to diminish muscle mass, and we know that diminished muscle mass actually has um, taken away life. It ages you faster. You can die prematurely from the loss of muscle mass. You gain weight. Obesity and being overweight is another driver of chronic inflammation and more diseases and puts you at risk for cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, neurodegenerative diseases, and a whole host of other problems. And much of this is driven by lifestyle. What we're breathing in, what we're eating, what we're putting on our skin, what we're doing, what we're not doing because we're sedentary. We sit down at a desk all day under artificial light only to go home and sit down on the couch to watch our ta favorite TV show to get up and repeat. It's, a, it's not a fun situation to have to talk about, but the reality of the matter is that we have to talk about it because we have to bring awareness, but more so we have to inspire people to action. And that's what I want to do. I want to empower, I want to educate and inspire people, 1.3 million people to be exact, to far greater health. I want to create this culture that at its core, you know, is defined by the shared norms and values of a group of people that believe that health is important. Because I truly believe it is. And Hashimoto's is just a major setback, but we can identify it and turn it around. You know, the, the thyroid gland requires adequate iodine and tyrosine from the diet to produce T4 and T3. There's a lot of factors that can play. The liver is responsible for 60% of T4 to T3 conversion. So we can actually have conversion problems, binding issues in the liver of thyroid binding globulin hormone. That's a mouthful, ain't it? So the thyroglobulin contains the amino acid tyrosine, also where dietary iodine is stored. And if we have these conversion issues in the liver because the liver's congested because we have a leaky gut and these endotoxins I mentioned earlier, lipopolysaccharides, are getting into the bloodstream, creating an immune response, and in the bloodstream goes filters through the liver, the liver's getting clogged up with lipopolysaccharides, these harmful toxins. Well, it's no wonder that we would be presented with thyroid issues, but the thyroid isn't, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's a whole other network of problems residing in the gut. So what will happen is that these binding issues, the body doesn't want too much T3, so the body will make reverse T3 and take up space in the cell receptor site, as I mentioned early, earlier, and your symptoms will be the same as a, a low thyroid. It, it takes a healthy gut flora, a garden, to create 25% of active conversion within the gut. 
the remaining other percentage takes place mainly in the liver. And you can get the same cluster of symptoms that mirror a malfunctioning thyroid by having an irregular gut. So the, the word that we said earlier, dysbiosis. There, there's so much stuff and, you know, receptor site, like I was mentioning, the catcher's mint, if it's clogged with, with reverse T3, how do we unclog those sites? And this is where I really help people with their diet, their rest, their, their exercise, stress reduction, targeted supplementation with advanced functional lab testing to treat everybody in a non-specific manner rather than just treating a specific issue. Because how I help people understand this gigantic puzzle looking at it from a 60,000 foot view so I can get a, you know, the grand picture. It's being able to understand, you know, the the, the uh, mental, emotional stress, trauma a person goes through, the chemical stress, um, and helping them understand that sleep is so important. Helping the, the natural weak links in our metabolism that are familial genes that we are given with. We coach up the function of the body by looking at the hormone, the immune system, digestion, detoxification, your energy production, and the way your nervous system functions by utilizing diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, which is where I special in by using functional labs to look for these hidden stressors so you don't get misdiagnosed and get placed on pharmaceutical drugs, have symptoms because of that drug, and then get placed on more pharmaceutical drugs and have many more problems. You know, the parasites and infections can create thyroid problems, yet the thyroid is not the root cause of it. And again, blood sugar problems need to be balanced. We got to deal with relationship stress. We got to know how to talk through these things. And cortisol issues, weight gain, blood sugar, all this stuff has an effect on every aspect of our, our life, of our body. We got to understand that gut bugs create autoimmune triggers. You add a major stressor. My wife, we lived in a moldy home. We had, uh, she had heavy metals, um, hidden infections, infected root canal, uh, major gut dysbiosis, and then physical labor through a pregnancy. <clears throat> That's a major physical stressor. Maybe it's a, it's a move away from family for a place or it's a death in the family or it's a major financial loss or a financial stress. You know, these gut infections and the dysbiosis, the gun is now loaded and then candida or some other infection can pull that trigger. Inflammation affects our thyroid via cortisol. This is really where running an organic acids test along with some blood markers, along with um, a, a comprehensive stool test can really search out these issues to help people get their life back.
you know, these bacteria are really stealing your food. And if you don't absorb these foods, like I mentioned earlier, they can't be broken down into the basic building blocks for our neurotransmitters. And then that leads to sleep problems. And you binge on food. You drink too much coffee. Then you feel guilty and you start telling yourself all the negative self-talk for the things that you did. And you create this vicious cycle. Well, guys, <laughs> I can go on and on and on about this, but I just wanted to touch a little bit on where you can think about functional medicine being something that can help unlock your road to discovery of finding the root cause. You know, upstream vitality. That's my mantra. I want to go upstream to find vitality in all people, to help people discover the root causes of their issues. Because depression is not a deficiency in Valium, attention hyper, or attention deficit hyper disorder is not a deficiency in, uh, I don't remember if it was Ativan or Adderall, I can't remember which the new one is that they're prescribing adults, Vyvanse, sleep problems aren't a deficiency in Ambien, fatigue isn't a deficiency in coffee or caffeine. <laughs> headaches aren't a deficiency in Tylenol. You get the point. But we can address these root causes. And if you ever want to reach out, you can email me, chris at a vital experience, x p e r i e n c e dot com. Go to my website, drop in a message there. I really hope that you can find information in this podcast valuable. And uh, please leave a rating, leave a review. Share it if you find it informational, helpful, and I'll see you on the next one. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot, everyone. Have a blessed day.